There is a dimension beyond which is known to humankind. A dimension of sound and sight of mind. A dimension intended only for mature audiences, and exists solely as a form of entertainment, without intentions of education or societal enrichment. It's, it's, a, it's a podcast. It, it's what you're listening to right now. It's a podcast. It's a podcast we call Lore Folk. Welcome back to Lore Folk, a podcast where we riff on all things paranormal. I'm your host, Aiden Kidd. And I'm your energetic uh, noon host, Maddie. Whoa. We're recording earlier in the day than we usually do, guys. And I got the vibes. I got them goofy vibes. I got that sunlight on my face. I'm feeling it. We're being swaddled by the sun itself. We bask in its glory. We're lying in a dew-filled field out in nature because it is springtime and it's noon. I feel like a kitten in a sunbeam, but like but like an amped up kitten in a sunbeam because those are usually sleeping, huh? Yeah, that's the reverse of the energy we're going for. I'm getting a, I'm getting sun poisoning. <laughs> I got sun beach. madness. <laughs> I'm fighting the sun. The listeners, curl up curl up in a sunbeam. Listen to this uh, episode at noon and curl up like a small animal in the sun. It's less so the energy of laying in a field, being swaddled by the sun, and more so being like a pirate who's gone without food and water for several days because they can't drink seawater, and they're just being blasted by the sun. So we're all going a little crazy. But it's a vibe. It's what a can vibe. I say? It's an energy. It's an off-putting <laughs> one. Anybody new here has probably been scared away. And you know what? They're weak. Good. They're cowards. Good. Swashbucklers only <laughs> on this podcast. <laughs> if ye ain't got the sun madness, ye ain't got a place on my podcast. You best start believing in sun poisoning, Mrs. Swan. <laughs> you have it. And she's like, oh, God. Speaking of spooky things, let's talk about the, 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 the spooky things. Do you want to talk about spooky things or should I talk about spooky things? You, you start us off with something spooky. Yeah, okay, I'll talk about the spooky things. I got a very important question from a Reddit user named Johnny Mergley. I'm going to stop that voice. I'll get stuck in it the whole time. Do you believe... All right, this is from Reddit user... Johnny Murgy, who says, Do you believe there is any actual ghost hunting equipment that may be able to legitimately capture slash record paranormal activity better than just a typical camera or audio recorder? I've heard spirits don't like to be recorded, so it's almost useless to try it. But I was just wondering if any of these TV show tactics are in any way legit. I agree. None of the things they're using on these TV shows work. And why is that? Because they said it, ghosts don't like having their photo taken. They're camera shy. So instead of coming in with the big clunky on the fucking shoulder cam with like a bunch of little doohickeys sticking off of it, you need like a, one of those secret cameras. It's like a camera in a pen. It's like a camera in an umbrella. Yeah, you need a James Bond type device to yeah. uh, get them when they aren't thinking. The problem is 
with ghost hunting Google shows. Glass. You need a Google Glass, everyone's favorite <laughs> highly relevant device that everybody uses. You need those, like, you remember Snapchat made those sunglasses that have little cameras on they them? Did? You need some of those. Yeah, it was a promotion. They had pop-up uh, vending machines. You could go get your vending machine Snapchat glasses. What? And the people who got those are the people who have pictures of ghosts today. This is true. And they know the secrets of the universe and of man's place after death that we simply do not. Is it possible that the reason that it's so hard to get pictures of ghosts in these ways is because Zach Baggins is being so fucking loud about it? He's the host of Ghost Adventures. Okay. <laughs> That's what I assumed. Um, yes. Everybody tells Zach to shut his fucking mouth. He's he's leaking it for everyone. Ghosts have been able to catch on to all of our different tactics and proving their existence because Zach Baggins is making a fucking TV show out of it. They just watch Ghost Adventures and they know, okay, anybody comes and doing that shit and not going near them. Exactly. They know what to look out for. That's why they only show up when it's like amateurs, right? When it's like a bunch of kids, a bunch of hooligans, you know, in an abandoned whatever cemetery i guess a cemetery could never truly be abandoned huh there's always gonna be people there wow really makes you think but a bunch of teenagers in an abandoned building that's when the ghosts are gonna come out when nobody has that fancy equipment but if one of those teenagers was secretly a cia agent and they had a pen camera (laughs) then we just need some adults we need some ghost hunters put on some beanies put on some like fun with some neff merch that's what the kids wear Hello, fellow kids, get a pen camera, and then boom, you've got a picture of ghosts. They're unsuspecting. Okay, so we know that our usual methods are being sabotaged by Zach Baggins, but perhaps there are some other less conventional ways beyond just a camera and a pen. I could take ghosts' hatred of Zach Baggins. Any relation to Bilbo Baggins, do we think? No? Uh, Irrelevant. I could take their hatred of him and put on a big t-shirt that says, I am not Zach Baggins. (laughs) And I'll go in with a big camera and I'll say, hey, 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 I know I'm doing the same thing, but wouldn't it be so fucking choice if if you came out, if you came to me and it let me take pictures of my of you with my big camera and not Zach Baggins? Like, I'm doing the same thing as him, but it's not him. So do it just to spite him. And I bet some of the ghosts would go for that. I think all of the ghosts would go for that. I think they'd just be like, yes, absolutely. I'm real. I'm here. Yes, just as a spite, Zach. I'm I'm bagging the Baggins bag. Do you think Zach Baggins knows that the ghosts are doing this deliberately because they're upset that he keeps revealing their secrets to the world? Whether or not he's revealed it publicly on his show, he must lie awake at night, right? He must be thinking about this, <laughs> even just a little bit. Like, every now and then, he'll be walking back to the truck, all sad and disheveled, didn't find any ghosts this time, and he'll be thinking to himself, like, is it me? Am I the problem? No, it's the ghost that must be wrong, and then he'll move on. But it's there. It's a glimmer of a thought every now and then. He'll never truly be happy because of it. (laughs) He will continue his fruitless endeavors for the rest of time. Meanwhile, some meddlesome kid... In a fucking t-shirt that says, I'm not Zach Baggins, is getting all that ghost attention. Aiden, I have a question. Tell me that question with your face holes. Somebody on Yahoo named Smith asks, is it bad luck to kill a spider and bury it? Update, this includes black widows and other types of spiders. 
is it bad luck to kill a spider? I would say no. But when you go as far as to start enacting rituals with it, like funerals, I think you're getting into dicey territory, Aiden. What do you think? Here's the thing. Spiders should never be placed in a coffin. Mm-hmm. It's very disrespectful because as you may have noticed, a spider's legs curls up when it goes deady. Right. And that was a sentence. And that's a sort of thing. It's kind of showing itself, making itself vulnerable to God. And it needs to be put in the sunlight. But to put it in the ground, that's just... That's just wrong. It's a little known fact that when spiders die, they become spider ghosts. And if you destroy spost, and if you bury the body, the spost disappears. So you're denying them an afterlife. What if I make a bespoke spider uh, coffin and it's sort of, I'm imagining like a, (laughs) guys, I don't know how to describe shapes. But it's like a sort of cocoon shape, like a hexagonal sort of Dungeons and Dragons dice shape, mm-hmm. if you will, whatever those shapes with all the sides. But the top of it is glass, right? So the spider, instead of being a traditional people-shaped sort of long one, it's more of a circular thing. And the very top layer is flat, and that has glass on it. And then I'll bury it just to the tip of that. Right. So I won't put it all the way underground. Everything will be underground, but then there'll be this like flat pane of glass basically in the grass so that God can still look down upon the spider. Well, here's the problem. But it is buried. What's the vibe? The problem is that then God can't scoop up all his little supposed spider friends because he's trapped behind glass. And as we all know, God can't get past glass. Okay. Okay. What about like a metal grate? God is not a fan of brutalist architecture. And so I don't think that's going to work either. How about I learn physics real quick uh, and then I create a a type of water, a liquid uh, that's like viscous enough that I can sort of stretch it out. It'll be like a goo, like a slime. Like it's a tension based thing. Like it disperses the tension between it's a sort foot. of split it's it's over the spider yes. it's over the top the hole but then god can kind of put his hand in there okay so he can still pass through yeah that works i think that might be the solution here so for your future spider funerals that we all know that everybody is doing all the time for every single spider that they ever have killed yeah do that just make slime on the side and then you can sell the slime because that's popular too right we should start a business where we sell that we could make cryptid slime oh i don't like how that sounded <laughs> now like you know the slime people they make the videos where they're like poking it right it's got little bigfoot charms in it or oh okay here we go next big brain idea instead of making individual spider caskets with some kind of goo- permeable goo on top we just take a bunch of dead spiders and sometimes when people make slime on slime accounts they'll make the slime and they'll make it clear and then they'll put a bunch of little charms or like sort of sprinkles or things in it right so you can see them in there We'll just take a bunch of dead spiders and put them in the slime, in the clear slime, as if they're like decorative charms. And that way, you know, God can still see them. He can still reach them. But also it'll be like a fun spider themed slime. (laughs) Tell me that's not a great idea. It's a great idea. We can give it to the kids. A little blast with it with their dead spider slime. You stretch it out. You smush it. You put your fingers in it. Maybe you accidentally crunch one of the spiders a little bit when you you touch it. it. You could lick it. As long as you use edible 
slime materials. Oh no, this thing is toxic as hell. <laughs> it's full okay. of formaldehyde to preserve the spiders. Oh shit, you're right. FDA approved. Give it to them kids. It's a deterrent. It's like how you can't lick Nintendo Switch cartridges. I'm sure we'll be f- we've covered our asses now. Yeah, legally we're fine. Here we are in the ad break. It's a place where we say fake ads because nobody is paying us to do this show. And if you want to find out a way to pay us for what we do, throw us a coin. Why don't you, Maddie? Tell them how they can throw us coins. You can throw us coins several ways, but the best way is our Patreon. You can become a $1, $5, or $10 a month member and you get all sorts of fun goodies and extra content and early stuff. Or you could come subscribe to us on our Twitch channel for a month free if you have Amazon Prime. Uh, yeah, so give us money on Patreon, give us money on Twitch. Uh, you also, just subscribe to our YouTube channel while you're there. Who knows? Maybe we'll get monetized one of these days. Hmm? Maddie, give us an ad. Yo, fuck you. Are you fucking ugly? That's what I thought. Come touch this magical crystal I found in the woods and stop being ugly. Seriously, I was a nerd before I found this crystal. I was lame, ugly, and I hated myself. But now, I'm like hot and strong and everybody wants to be me or do me. I know you're fucking jealous, you noob. Touch this goddamn crystal in the woods before I give you a swirly. I'm meeting all the other nerds at this school in the Fred Meyer parking lot tonight at 7.30 and we're gonna all go touch the crystal together. And so help me God, you better be there. It's crystal touching time. Let's fucking go, losers. Do you ever think that maybe there's a world beyond the realm of collectible lunchboxes? Me too. That's why I made... Bigger lunchboxes to hold your lunchboxes. You got all these Spider-Man lunchboxes from the 1970s in mint condition and they need protecting. But also you want to display them. So I made a really big Spider-Man lunchbox from the 1970s. So you can put in your lunchboxes there. It's super cool. Don't worry about where I got the big lunchboxes. It's fine. It definitely doesn't have anything to do with that big beanstalk over next to my house. Don't look at it. Hey, who stole my mint condition 1970s big Spider-Man big lunchbox? Ah, shit, better cut that bad boy down. Gotta go sever the connection of the means of production. Close it off. Ain't nobody gonna encroach on my monopoly. Have the big Spider-Man lunchbox division. See you later, nerds. Come buy my shit online at, uh, Jack's uh, big Spider-Man lunchboxes.
this is a Yahoo Answers question from Yahoo Answers user Anthony B, who asks, Any powders or potions to break a telepathic connection? <laughs> I mean, buddy, I can think of one powder that you might ingest somehow. Break a telepathic connection. Arsenic? I was going to say pixie sticks, actually. I don't think pixie sticks would necessarily break the connection, but they will make you operate at such a higher level of insanity that you will be unintelligible to whoever you are telepathically bound to. Right. Nobody's going to want to take a peek in that brain. Yeah. Pixie stick brain? No. At that point, it's up to them to break the link. Any potions you have in mind, Aiden? Hmm, potions, potions... Lots of lotions. I have all these ointments that do this super easy and I can just recommend them and like the brand you can get them at fucking Target. But that's not what you asked for. You want potions specifically. So that makes it much harder to do. Hmm. What about potions that like, you know, when kids go outside and they make potions where they just take a bunch of fucking stuff and they put it in some kind of water. Like, like dandelion sticks. <laughs> Yeah, like, just kids are like, I'm making potion, or I'm making soup, right? But it's, like, just a bunch of fucking nature stuff yeah. in, like, a bucket. That I that has very strong vibes to me. Very powerful potion, I think. See, the reason that so many kids do that is that it, it's a survival instinct that we all have when we're younger, and it fades. To create this to protect our minds, but we don't even know that we're doing it because it's our mind doing it subtly. So just... Find a kid to babysit. Find a child. Maybe a child you already know. Yeah, a child that you know. Don't walk up to some random kids like, your kid's got any dandelion juice? Find a kid to babysit. Put that kid in the backyard. And it has to happen naturally. You can't say, hey kids, let's make some potion. Like, no. You just gotta wait. Give him a bucket. Give him some sticks. Make sure there's a water source. That kid's gonna make some fucking potion. And you do have to drink it, though. You got to drink it. You got to drink that nasty, nasty soup juice. And is it worth it at that point? Who are you bound to? Who are you bound to that it's so impossible to continue living that you're willing to risk that nasty, nasty dandelion stank juice made by Sticky Timmy? You don't want Sticky Timmy's juice. (laughs) (laughs) Could you just make yourself telepathically so annoying that the other person severs the relationship just for you like just start always thinking of puns right or only pick one song only sing it's a small world in your head at all times and that other person they're gonna drop you like a bad habit and then they'll eat the nasty juice by sticky timmy you'll have it that's what you do okay you make sticky timmy make the nasty dirt juice right and then you get really annoying telepathically you're like "Ooh, look at me i'm singing small world i'm thinking of puns i'm doing whatever right and that other person's like, God, I wish I could just, I could stop this. I could sever this. And then you think really hard. You think to yourself, oh, hey, I have this juice from Sticky Timmy that will sever our telepathic connection. Oh, weird. And that person's going to show up and they're going to drink it. And then they get, not only are you not linked telepathically, but you've kerpranked them by making them drink dirt water. It's a war of attrition, really, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. Whoever, <laughs> you got two telepaths bound together. And a bowl of fucking dandelion and dirt juice provided by five-year-old Sticky Timmy. And they have to keep coming up with annoying things in a battle of endurance to see who will drink the juice first. Maddie, what would it take 
for you to drink the dirty dandelion juice provided by Sticky Timmy. See, I'm kind of a weak person. <laughs> so I feel like if Sticky Timmy asked nicely enough, I'd kind of have to. Like if a kid was cute enough and nice enough and I watched them diligently put all the little leaves and dandelions and bugs in this juice and then they came up to me with a little teacup and said here you have to drink this am i gonna say no i made you juice would you please drink my juice i made it from dandelions and dirt and dead spiders i'm practically in tears already (laughs) i'll just i mean just a tiny little sip just a little little sip of that dirt water please I'm sure as a child I put, like, you know, dirt and bugs and things in my mouth. I got roly-polies and grout and raccoon bile and it's all kinds of stuff. I found it in my backyard. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. That sounds delicious, Timmy. (gasps) Look at that. Is that a dog? And then I do the, like, quick, you know, turn to the side, goes down past your mouth kind of of vibe. You pull a cronk, yes. Yeah, pull a cronk. But then you still still have to drink the juice. Otherwise, you got me in your brain going, hey, no, let my man. Like, for eternity. Can I put the juice? Can I say, little sticky Timmy? This is amazing. You know what's going to make this juice even more amazing? A Brita filter. And I take sticky Timmy's juice that's full of dirt and leaves, and I pour that shit into a Brita filter. And that's just water, baby. But Maddie, you don't understand. The only thing that breaks a telepathic connection is that good, good pulp. That (laughs) backyard pulp. All right, well, I'll just... Me and Timmy will go on a quick field trip to a hospital. I'll drink it right outside of there. Okay. (laughs) It'll be fine. I'll plug my nose. And I'll have some pixie sticks ready afterwards. All right. That's going to do it for us today here on The Lore Folk. Is that the name of the podcast? No, it's just Lore Folk. There's no the. It's like when people say the regular show instead of just regular show. Like, fucking shut up. It's regular show, not the regular show. The Lorefolk was my father. You can just call me Lorefolk. <laughs> so if you like what you heard, please uh, share this show with your friends. We are but babes in the woods, and we are not paying for any sort of advertisement or anything like that. And if you want, uh, you can submit a question, or you can go deep dive in, in Yahoo Answers or Reddit or wherever and send us a post from there over to lorefolksubmissions at gmail.com just make sure you include your name that you want us to call you by and your pronouns and you can also support us on all the different platforms where we post the show we have a twitter and instagram uh, youtube channel give us a like and follow on youtube tell your friends rate us on apple podcasts follow us on spotify all that fun stuff and uh, go watch our animations and animatics and such i worked very yeah. hard on those my hands they hurt so badly i'm being hyperbolic don't worry actually but i just put one out for the love of bartman based on the bartman bit that we did a while ago Mm-hmm. and so go watch it i know some of you are just listening to this shit on spotify go over to the youtube channel and subscribe and watch our gaming highlights or whatever yeah it's delicious this is like a warm hug for your ears and the animations are a warm hug for your eyes like the warm hug of the noon sun burning us and bringing us closer to the abyss all right bye have fun with the, have fun with the sun madness yeah did you know that sun madness can be contracted through audio <laughs> I hope you put on sunscreen before you listen to this, because if not, oof. You got the sun madness. See you on the sea, you landlubber. Ha ha!